the when is keeping you from the win. The win is keeping you from the wins in life. When you keep saying, when I'm able to lose weight, then I'll be happy. When I get the promotion, then I'll be happy. When I'm able to get married and have a family, then I will be fulfilled. The thing is, is the wins, the the constant saying of when is keeping you from enjoying the now. And the when is keeping you from actually having what you want to have. I've talked to so many of my clients in our program in Muscle and Mindset that have said the when for so long. Well, when I lost the weight before and I thought I would be happy, I wasn't. And so then I went back to old ways. When I thought, I thought when I got that promotion that then I would be happy and fulfilled and content. But then I realized I wasn't happy. So then I started to not succeed as much as I had because I had put an expectation that it would be the win for me, that it would, I would be a winner and I would feel so good and I would feel so amazing because I finally got what I was hoping and wanting and desiring and I finally got it and I realized that uh, it didn't feel as amazing as I thought. Here's why. When you get so fixed on when you get something that then you'll feel like you've won, you've missed it. And so the win talking is keeping you from the winning in this life. This hit me really hard on a hike. I was on a hike with our family and we were hiking up this this hill and my youngest who's 5 he's like mom when we get to the top i he's like i am done like i am tired and it was a long mountain he's like when we get up there mom like i'm done and i'm like okay well that's not a really good attitude because we kind of have to go back down <laughs> so I kind of just started to speak to him about, you know, you know, the best views are at the top and it takes work. And the only one that can get to the top is you. Like you have to work for it. You have to, there's no shortcuts. You've got to do this mountain by yourself. I'm not going to carry you. Daddy's not going to carry you. You've got to get to the top. But when you get to the top, you can't be thinking that when you get to the top, you're going to quit. I want you to think when you get to the top, you're going to see the best view. You're going to see the best view and you're not going to stop. Because you're excited about seeing the view and then finishing what you started by going back down the mountain. And I thought, isn't it funny in life how many times we're climbing up a mountain, we're, we're, we're pushing for something, we're, maybe we're on, the, we're on the fitness and weight loss plan, or we're on the promotion plan, or we're on the hunt for, we're single ladies and we're looking for that man, or we're on the hunt to you know, have a more fulfilled life, whatever it may be. We're on this journey in life. We're on this mountain. We're, we're all walking this path of life towards something. 
And you should always be pushing. You should always be wanting to grow and develop and to strengthen your relationships and to get after those promotions that you want. But, but, it's a big fat but here, is when you put that linked to your happiness, that, that is where it goes wrong. That, oh, when I get to the top of this mountain, then I'm done. No, life is a journey. And so it's not about the destination. It's about the path. It's about the process. Like I've shared about in my other podcast, it's about the process. It's about enjoying the journey, but it's also about learning to love who you've become in the process of going toward the things that you're pushing and that you're, that you're wanting to achieve. And that is where winning the wins in your life will become so much more fulfilling because you didn't attach your happiness to it. You just attached it to this is what I'm, this is what I'm going for. And this is what I'm, this is what I'm striving for. And this is what I'm, I'm wanting to achieve, but I'm happy and content where I'm at. And I see my potential, which is why I'm pushing for more, but my happiness is not linked to that. And that's the difference. And what I was, you know, kind of just sharing this with my son is as we actually were started, you know, we got to the top of the mountain. I'm like, yes, look at this view. And he was like, mom, I can see five lakes and started counting all the lakes. And he's like, oh, it's so beautiful. And he sits on the rock and he pulls his backpack out and he grabs some snacks and he's taking in the view as he's eating his snacks. And he looks at me and he goes, okay, mom, I'm ready to go back down. Let's do this. And he puts his backpack on and he gets in, we're, you know, walking down the mountain. And I was just thinking, that's life. Like it's, it's getting to the place in our life that we're trying, that we're pushing, that we're excelling for and sitting on a rock and then soaking up that view, soaking up those moments that you're, that you're excelling, that you're, that you're wanting to achieve. When you finally get to that weight loss goal, girlfriend, go out and go shopping, get some new clothes try on some, try on a new swimsuit because you feel so good in this new figure that you've worked so hard for. When you get that promotion, pop some champagne, have a toast with some girlfriends, enjoy it and soak it up, but don't link your happiness and your, and your identity into what you are fulfilling or what you are trying to, you know, what you're, what you're trying to achieve, but enjoy the journey and enjoy the moment, enjoy the hard work that you've put in to achieve the goal. And then as you go back down the mountain or as you continue to strive for other things, I would encourage you to encourage other people along the way. And this just really hit me as we were walking down you know, the mountain is I had to give my son a different perspective. And a lot of times our perspective is needing a shift. We need a shift in our perspective. And sometimes we need someone to kind of just wake us up a little bit and say, hey, you know, you keep saying that when you have this, that then you'll be happy. But what happens when you finally give it you all, all the things that you've wanted and you're still not happy? And here's what I have found in a lot of our clients in our program is, and this is why I created the program. This is like the, the base of like the foundation of why I created the program is 
There are so many fitness programs out there. I mean, gazillions. Y'all know that. There are tons of, you know, fitness, you know, nutrition programs like how to eat and then also, you know, how to work out. And they have all of these things. It's a lot of noise, actually. It's a lot of noise. But the thing is, is when you lose the weight, what I have found, and I've talked to a lot of my friends that are coaches, is a lot of their clients that lose the weight that that put in their mind that when I lose the weight, then I will be happy. And so many of my clients have said that, that when I lose the weight, then I will be happy. And this is why we create a muscle and mindset because it starts in your mind. It starts with your thoughts. Because if you don't fix your mind and you don't change your thoughts about food, about how you view yourself, your perception of who you are will show up. So even when you lose all the weight, you still brought you. You still brought your old habits because you never changed them. You still brought your you know, your addiction to whatever it may be, maybe your addiction to alcohol, your addiction to sweets, chocolate, sugar, whatever. You just try to, to just push it away for a little while, but eventually it's going to give in. Eventually those habits will creep back in. Why? Because you never fixed your mind. You never changed your mind about, about why you eat the way you do. Why do you crave sugar? Why are you craving alcohol? Why do you binge eat? Why are you an emotional eater? Why? There's a reason. There's a reason why. But if you just come with the with the with the mindset of, well, when I just when I lose the weight, then I'll have it under control. No. Well, when I get to the gym and I start to work out, then I'll be happy and I'll and I'll and I'll learn all those things and I'll learn how to work out and it'll take over. No. Those are all external things. Eating is an external thing. Working out is an external thing. Those things are temporary if you do not address it first in your mind. But once you go to work on your mind and your thoughts and your identity, your identity is a thermometer of your temperature, of where you're going to go in this life. It's the temperature. So if you're set at a five And the way that you think and you look around you and your environment, your environment is very great. It's a very great reflection of your, of who you are and what your values are and your morals and how you eat, how you think. Just look at the, just look at the five people around you. Who do you spend the most time with? Because that's going to be pretty much what sums up your identity and your level of thinking because a five attracts a three, a two, or a one. A six will attract a four, a three, a two, a one. An eight will attract a seven, a six, a five, a four, a three, and so on. So as you continue to grow and develop, you actually may outgrow your friends. You actually should. (laughs) There are friends that I don't relate to anymore. I I outgrew them. I began the self-development. I began to fix my mind on things above. I began to change my mindset. I began to go after my dreams. I began to eat different. I began to, to think different. I began, I mean, I changed who I was. And when you change who you are, your, your environment begins to change because you change. 
But if you stay the same, then you remain the same and everything else around you remains the same. And so what happens is I see it all the time is these gals that come through our program, the ones that change their mindset and the ones that are like, no, this is my new identity. This is who I am. And we, and they deal, they, they use our system that I've created and they deal with why they've emotion, why they've been emotional eaters or why they've been binge eaters or why they go to sugar or why they, you know, they hate going to the gym or whatever it may be. They take out all those roots, those deep roots, and they weed them out. And then they replace them with the system that I've created and they replace it with these new things. And as they begin to replace it, these new habits begin to take on their new identity. And then now we've got a long term success of someone who's going to be successful, not just in losing weight, not just in getting fit, but in every area of her life, because she has stopped saying when I get this and I'm going to win, I'm going to get what I want. I'm going to get my happiness. She has said, I'm happy now. I'm happy now. I am content now. And when I look in the mirror, I see potential and I'm having that girl go somewhere. And where she's going is she's going there because I believe in her and because I see her worth and I see her value. But when she gets there, she's not going to be extra happier because she's happy now. She's going to get there because she believed in herself enough and loved herself enough to see her potential that she doesn't have to stay where she's at. She's going to grow and she's going to develop and she's going to, she's going to get fit and she's going to, all these things that they've written down, I'm going to, I'm going to get married. I'm going to be successful. I'm going to get that promotion in my business because I see my potential. I see my worth. I see my value. I know that I'm going to achieve those things, not because I want to be happy, but because I'm happy now and a happy girl gets great things because she's not after the thing to make her happy. She's happy. So therefore, she goes out and she pursues her dreams. And when she achieves her dreams, her identity is not wrapped up into that dream. Her identity is wrapped up into who God has called her to be. And because she's that, that's why she achieves the dreams. That's the difference. So the when I get this and the winning mentality is gone. They're winning in life, not because they said, well, when I get it, then I will have this happiness and fulfillment and all these other things. It is, I'm going to win. I'm going to win because I'm happy now. And I love who I see now. And our whole premises of our program has been, when you look in the mirror at 300 pounds, 200 pounds, 185 pounds. If you don't love you now, you will not love you then. You will not. You will not. That is a lie. That is a lie that the social media tells you. That is a lie that the Hollywood will tell you. That other friends will tell you. Well, girl, if you just, if you just lost 100 pounds, then you'd be happy. Then you would feel so good about yourself. No, that's not true. Because you still bring you. You still bring those thinking, those thoughts, those false beliefs. 
So you've got to stop it. You've got to address it in your mind. And this is why this is the hardest thing. So many guys that have gone through our program, they're like, Natalie, those first two weeks were so hard. It would have been so much easier for, easier for me if you had just given me a meal plan. But instead, you had me go to work on my head. And it was really hard. It is really hard. Why is it hard? Because you can't see it. It's easy to fix external things because you can see those things. You can you can figure out what to eat, right? You can stop eating cookies and you can start going to the gym. All those things are easy. But you know what I found? So many people try to try to make a pretty painting, but they never addressed the artist. That's good. That's truth. So many people are putting on this facade, painting this beautiful painting on social media and for the world to see that they have it all together, you know, that everything is great and dandy, but the painter, no one talks about the painter. The painter's doing drugs, the painter's overweight, the painter's doing all these, all this, all these issues with the painter, but the painting is great. Yeah, the, the external thing is great, but you got to go to work on who you are. You've got to go to work on who you are because if you don't take care of you, the painting will go away because you won't be able to continue to paint. You won't be able to continue to paint if you don't take care of you. So what you've got to do is you've got to take time, like I've said before in many of my podcasts, is think about what you think about. Because 80%, 80% of what you think about is repetitive. So what you think about today is what you're going to think about tomorrow. And so when you want to, you want to change the way, when you want to change this, this, when I achieve something, then I'll be happy type of mentality. That's got to go to work first on how you think. How do you think? Do you think that way? Do you have a mentality of when I have something, something, then I'll be happy. Then I'll have that win in my life. I will have that W-I-N in my life when I get there. Do you think that way? Because you're going to have to address those, those thoughts and that thinking habits in your life. And then you've got to replace them. So, so many times a lot of, you know, and I'm sure you can relate to this is so many times people, when it comes to losing weight, they they take out everything that they like. <laughs> you know, if they like cookies or if they if they like sweets or if they like alcohol, whatever, they they cut it all out. You know, they cut out carbs, which is awful. Like I love carbs. Um, you know, they cut out all of these things. And so, yeah, it can it can work for a little while, of course, but you've just deprived yourself. I always say diets deprive you, not revive you. They deprive you. They don't revive you. They don't make you happy. Diets don't make you happy. When you have to eliminate a food group, it's it's not a happiness. It's it's de- it's deprivation, right? Like if you have to eliminate carbs, I mean that is an awful way to live. Um, if you have to eliminate you know sweets from your life, that's an awful way to live, right? So, in our program, what we teach people is that you you first have to address why you think the way you do. Then you've got to think about what it is that's holding you back. What are your trigger foods? What are those things that are that have a grip on you? Because here's the thing. If you're constantly eating fast food and you're addicted to fast food, you don't have control over fast food. Fast food has a control over you. 
If you're constantly craving sugar and wanting sugar, you don't have control over sugar. Sugar has a control over you. You're not a master of your life. That's a master of your life. Whatever has authority and control over you that you can't, you can't say no to, that you're out of control, that has control over you. So we address that first firsthand in our program is like, if you're constantly having the mentality of, I have to have, I have to have like a super addictive craving of alcohol, alcohol has a control over you. You don't have control over alcohol. But the moment that you can have a plate of cookies in front of you that's that used to have a grip on you and you can say, no, nah, I don't want it, you just took back control because those cookies don't have control over you. You have control over you and you do have control of what you put in your mind and what you put in your body. And once you, once you address those things, then, then, and only then, Will you be able to maintain a healthy lifestyle for the rest of your life? That's why I created this program. 15 years ago, and I'm just going to go into my story and I'll close this podcast out. But about 15 years ago, I was a mess of, I came with a, with a blueprint of my mom was always on diets. I, I, learned those things. I I watched her always struggle with her weight. I then developed my own personal eating disorders, just having a fear of food, a fear of calories, a fear of fat, a fear of sugar, a fear of carbs. I mean, everything was a fear. And I didn't live to enjoy food. I was, I was in, I was scared of food. I was scared to eat it. I was scared to digest it. I was scared to have it show up on my body. I was scared of food and it was an, it was awful. And when I would eat my food, I would then go work out or I'd run for hours and hours and hours. And it wasn't until honestly in my thirties, if I'm just being honest, it wasn't until in my thirties that I was like, you know what? I don't want to have this fear of food. I don't want to have this lifestyle. I don't want to raise my kids around this way of thinking about food. Like God made food. I should be able to enjoy it and not be so scared of it. And so really food had a grip on me. Um, it, it had a control over me. I did not have a control over it. And so it was honestly in through doing my bikini competition that I really learned about food and why food is actually fuel. And when we fuel our bodies properly, magical things happen. Muscles begin to to develop and fat loss begins to decline and your endurance, your your stamina for being able to do long hikes or to be able to play with your kids, it begins to take off because you're fueling your body properly with the right food and and the right amount of food. I I wasn't eating enough. I was eating a very low calorie diet. And um once I got a grip on that and it began to I began to enjoy food and now I'm oh my gosh, I love like I love to enjoy food. It's it's amazing. You know, we just got back from a trip in Italy and oh my gosh, they're just like they're it's amazing. Like they're their produce straight from the farm and just, it was amazing. It was the most amazing experience. If you've never been to Italy, you need to go. Um, and I can go off on a whole nother tangent on that. But what I learned is to enjoy the journey of living a healthy lifestyle and not constantly dieting. 
I found myself always dieting for events. Oh, I have to, oh, it's summertime. It's time to cut back the carbs. Oh, I have an event to go to. Time to cut back on the fat and the carbs and lower the calories. And I was talking to a girlfriend on a, on our trip and she's like, man, you're more fit this year than you were last year. And I'm like, well, it's because I continue to live this way. You know, I didn't stop. It wasn't just because I was going on the trip, you know, in a summer trip and I decided to like get fit. This is me. This is me. This is who I am. And when you begin to live that lifestyle, it's, it's totally different. And now I don't have an, well, if, and then mentality or, you know, when I get this, then I'll be happy. It's, this is who I am. And I, I value myself and I, I know who I am and I know my dreams and the things that I want to achieve that it takes a healthy me to fulfill it. And the only person that can show my boys how to be healthy and to live a healthy lifestyle is my husband and I. We're the examples that we're setting for our children. Am I living it out? Yes. Do I make mistakes? Absolutely. But am I doing my best? And at the end of the day, are you doing your best? Are you treating your body the best you know how? And are you filling your mind with the best you know how? And are you, are, are you, are you living a mentality of when, W-E-W-H-E-N, when I get to my destination, when I get to the thing that I'm wanting to achieve, then I will be happy with my win. I will be winning in life. If you have that mentality, it's got to stop. Because you're teaching your kids that. You're teaching your kids that they can't be happy and content and fulfilled with who they are right now. They have to be constantly striving for the thing and then they'll be happy. But that's not what you want for them. You want them to love themselves, value themselves, and know their worth now to see their potential inside of them to go after their dreams. Not because that's going to make them happy, but because they're happy in who they are now. And the only way that your kids are going to learn that is by you or by somebody else. Wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great if your kids later on come to you and you're sitting at a table and say, you know what? You know what, mom? I, I never chased after the thing to make me happy. I achieved the things in my life because I knew that I was worth it. I knew that I had value. I knew what God had created me to be. And when I went, I went after those things. My identity isn't wrapped up in those things. My purpose and who I am is not wrapped up into those things, into those achievements. But mom, I achieved those things because I remembered and I saw it in you. I saw that you were happy and fulfilled and content and valued yourself that you went after your dreams and mom I watched you achieve your dreams and I watched you be as happy as the day you achieved your dream as the day you started to achieve it that that is the best living legacy that you could leave for your children is to show them Show them the kind of woman, the kind of man that you want them to be so they can see it in you.